Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own body's intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I'm thrilled that this episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, Source Code Meditation, something that's been very transformational and liberating for my own life. It is an online education and meditation practice for awakening and energizing your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for a free enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials and my new video class, Radical Radiant Growth. Today's episode is called Sacred Styling for the True You with Joyce Rosenblad. Joyce has worked as an image consultant, color specialist, and personal shopper since 2004, helping over a thousand women and men learn how to dress in a way that is harmonious with their true essence. With her sacred styling system, she helps you dress in a way that is completely in alignment with your true self, the way God sees you. While many stylists focus on current trends and what everybody is wearing, Joyce helps you find the style that light you up and coaches you to embrace your God-given beauty instead of comparing yourself with others. As a result, you show up in your full empowerment, authenticity, and most importantly, in a way in which people can connect with you and have full access to your heart. When others can feel your heart, they inherently trust you. They want to get to know you. They want to hang out with you, do business with you, date you, or perhaps even hire you. Joyce works with clients one-on-one, in-person, or via online shopping, or in her very popular Where Who You Are group play shops or group shopping days. She also has a sacred style training program to bring this transformational work to even more people worldwide. Joyce frequently speaks at networking events, churches, workshops, and in corporate settings. She lives in Lakeville with her husband, Mark, and their dogs, Cooper and Itty Bitty. You can reach Joyce through her website, True You Consulting, or by email at joyce at trueyouconsulting.com. Welcome to the show, Joyce. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. I know, you too. I met you through eWomen Network Twin Cities, and it's been nice to meet you there, but I'm just so excited to connect with you here today and learn more about this, this truly sacred work that you're doing in the world. Well, thank you for asking me to be on. And as you were reading the intro to your work as well, is it's just so in alignment with what I do. So I'm so glad we're having this chance to to connect and powwow a little bit. I know. I love that. <laughs> as I'm, so I'm reading your bio. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily read all of the bio right before I start the show. And <laughs> you're in Lakeville. So I'm in Lakeville too. Isn't that a treat? I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yeah to connect more often. I know. We'll have to do lunch. <laughs> yes, I love that. 
So I, you know, the, what you're speaking to and what is written in your bio about, you know, radiating, you know, who God made you to be and our true essence and not comparing ourselves to other people. That is so such an important message to get out there because, you know, just being around a lot of women in my own life, you kind of hear, hear the comparing and the people not feeling good about themselves and all of that. But so I'm so happy you're sharing this message. And in that, I would love for you to start by telling your own story. You know, how did you come, you know, styling is one thing, but talking about it in the way you are is a whole, a whole other thing. So tell me about your own story and journey. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was one of those women that never felt beautiful growing up. I was teased by my brothers, you know, you're, you're ugly, you know, they didn't mean any harm, but you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, my older brothers, they would say I was ugly, stupid and, and uncoordinated. Well, the uncoordinated part, you know, was kind of true at the time, but, you know, and the stupid part, I didn't believe them because I used to kick their button with grades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ugly part, like, really hit deep. It was really deep in my heart, and I, and I never felt pretty. I never felt like, you know, I was, that that was in the cards for me. So I really, you know, spent all my time and energy, you know, devoted to, getting the best grades and, you know, getting, you know, after school, getting the job and, you know, but, but when it came to dating or, or just being seen or feeling like I was, you know, beautiful, that, that just wasn't in the cards for me. Mm. And, um, and then I found that social lubricant in college, alcohol. And suddenly I, I felt like I could connect a little bit more with men in particular. And, and over the years, my, my, you know, liking for that social lubricant grew to, um, a dependence and abuse. And eventually, um, it almost took my life and I've been sober now 15 years, but, um, towards the end, it it was really bad. And I couldn't even look in the mirror at myself, at the woman that I had become, at the woman that I hadn't become. I lost almost everything at that point. Mm. And, um, and I finally one night got on my knees and just said, God, I can't do this anymore. Please help me. And I was really one of the lucky ones. It was, I had a miraculous turnaround, um, I mean, I really should have been in detox, but the next morning I woke up and I was completely healed. I mean, I, I, because I was one of those people that, you know, I would shake, I would have horrible hangovers. I got so skinny and it was completely gone. And I knew I was done drinking and I got myself into AA right away. Um, and I got a sponsor and, and I used to, I was a writer back in, my earlier career, I wrote for television in California for many years. And I used to drink when I wrote. So my sponsor was like, well, you know, don't go back to writing right now. I think you should Mm -hmm. do something, you know, you like fashion, you like shopping, you know, go to the gallery and find a shop, a boutique that you like. So, and see if they want to hire you. And so I did. And I found that I was really good at putting outfits together for women. And then, um, as it turns out, a friend of mine from high school, we reconnected and she had started this company called in your element. 
And it's all about helping people find the colors and the fabrics and the accessories and the hairstyles and all of that that light you up so mm-hmm. that you're radiating your true essence through what you wear. And she had typed me as a fire. We typed by the four elements. And and she took me shopping one day and just said, just trust me, try these clothes on. And mm-hmm. I'm in the dressing room and I'm putting on these clothes, you know, colors that I never had picked out for myself before. And for the first time, Rachel, as I'm looking in the mirror, it was like I got the goosebumps because I felt my, my beauty. Oh, wow. Looking back at me and I was, I came out of the dressing room. I'm like, oh my gosh, can I do this too? Oh, wow. <laughs> he was, said, oh, I was hoping you would want to. And I was the first person that she trained. Back oh my time. gosh, cool. Yeah. And I really believe that, you know, God saved me to help other women that, you know, felt like I felt like they, they were invisible. They didn't feel beautiful. They didn't feel like they had the right to, you know, to be, to even be in that conversation, to really find their God-given beauty and, and love themselves for the unique masterpiece that they are. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I mean, every woman needs to hear that and man really, because this isn't necessarily just a female issue, but exactly. Um, so all the comparisons that we get from a very young age and magazine covers and, you know, well-meaning, you know, comments from parents, teachers, you know, peers, it's, it all adds up to, you know, this pressure to, to be, you know, fit a certain, you know, body style, or, you know, everybody needs to, you know, wear a certain, a certain style. And that isn't true. You know, you Mm -hmm. wear what lights you up. Yeah. And you had mentioned to me too, that you, you know, prior to this kind of awakening for yourself, you, you didn't even like to look at yourself in the mirror, which I think, you know, I've, I've, I know other women who feel that same way. And, um, so the work you're doing is so important. Well, and now I, I really coach my clients and I got this from Louise Hay to start your day looking in the mirror and, and really saying, you know, I love you. You're beautiful. And it, it may feel a little awkward at first, but it, it takes 21 days for any habit to form. And if you do it for 21 days, it will really start feeling completely natural. And then you'll really believe it. And mm-hmm. it's a great way to start your day. Yeah, that's amazing and and powerful too because the energy of the words we're saying to ourselves and all of that influences our our energy and our body. It does. It sets the vibration for your day. And then it makes you want to just go out and radiate and connect with people and have them feel your true self so, and you can connect with their true self. Mhm. So cool. I love it. I think another thing you, you're speaking to about your own journey that's so important is how, you know, how we're using alcohol and why. It's been five and a half years for me since I've drank. And, I, you know, for me, it was just kind of like, this isn't what I want to feel the next day. At the time, I was the primary caregiver for my children all day. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, I had kind of no space in me being one, wanting to be the best mom I could be to, to wake up, like not feeling hundred percent, you know, first it was like, okay, I only had two glasses of wine and I'm hungover. That can't mm-hmm. happen anymore. So then I was like, okay, I guess the next time I drink, I'm just, one is all I can do. And then a few months later I had one glass and the next day and like for a few days, I realized how emotionally flat I felt like it, it numbs us. It's a depressant. And, and then I was like, no, no, I want to feel everything. I want to feel joy. I want to feel what's really going on inside of me when it's uncomfortable. And I was realizing that alcohol really numbs, numbs us out. But, it really um, does. And so many, well, men and women really use it for that kind of a social crutch. But like you said, it's a depressant. And if you start, you know, what happens is it takes away the brain's ability to create serotonin because mm-hmm. it gives the brain a message that, oh, I've got this, you know, I've got the, the feel good mm-hmm. um, mechanism when, when I drink. So the brain doesn't need to create the serotonin, the body doesn't need to send the serotonin to the brain. And so then when you stop drinking after you've been drinking, then you go into this depressive state and then it's kind of this vicious cycle because you start drinking again because you're feeling, you know, depressed or empty or sad or, and then, you know, it just kind of creates this, this, uh, circle where, you become dependent, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. with what happened to me. Yeah. I mean, me, for me growing up and my going off to college, that was just what everyone did, you know, and I was very socially shy. So I loved that feeling of like losing my inhibitions and, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as I got older, it was just like, well, no, I want to just be comfortable with myself socially. I think, you know, a lot of this starts to become a choice. Like, do we want to choose to be comfortable in our own skin and choose to be just okay socially without needing to, to escape or alter ourselves or change our consciousness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm, most people don't have that addictive, you know, whatever gene that, that create, you know, puts you in that risk category, but yeah, I feel like um, it's just a little overused as as yeah. a device in our society. Yeah, I agree. I, I just I'm I feel like my family is way better off not drinking, and that's uh, I, that's the example I want to have for my kids. That uh, yeah. I don't want them to have to go through what I did and use it for the reasons I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so now you are speaking about the elements in how we um, dress ourselves or become, you know, expressing our sacred style. Can you elaborate more on that? Yes. So, you know, I I don't like putting people in a category or in a box, you know, because everybody's their, their own unique expression. However, I use the elements as kind of a framework to start when I first start working with someone. So, um, air, earth, water, and fire are, you know, the four elements that I use. And basically, um, I have fabrics and accessories for each element. And when someone comes to, um, to a sacred styling session with me, whether it's in a group or individual, uh, I put them under a special photographic light and, you know, not wearing any makeup. And if they color their hair, then I usually will cover their 
their hair with a little hoodie so that's not a distraction and mm-hmm. and I'm start holding up fabrics and I'm looking for you know what lights you up and you know I can when it's right I get the goosebumps and I can see the energy come out through the person's eyes mm-hmm. and um and it's just like this feeling of there you are and it's really quite powerful so so I Start with that framework of saying, you know, which of the four elements is your primary? And then we'll figure out what your secondary is. And then we fine tune it from there. So it's just a tool that I use to help people really understand um, how to start finding clothes for themselves that that really are in their essence and light them up. So that the, the goal is that everything that you put on your body is in in complete harmony with your true essence. So there's nothing that's creating a distraction. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Now, what is the significance of covering the hair if they, color, if they color their hair? Okay, well, for instance, so if you, if I, you know me, I'm strawberry blonde. If I colored my hair black, for instance, mm-hmm. that would, you know, that doesn't really speak to, you know, the way that God created me. And I'm not saying that coloring your hair is wrong, mm-hmm. but, but it creates a bit of a distraction when I, you know, for my work, when I'm trying to like hold up these fabrics, because it could, it could make me, you know, go a different direction mm-hmm. in my assessment. So I, and I'm sorry, my computer keeps beeping and I, trying to figure out how to turn that off, but I don't oh, know. It's okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so talk about a distraction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't want anything to create a distraction when I'm, when I'm doing the sacred styling process. So I'll, I'll just, you know, put a little turban type towel on the okay. person so that it's not creating that distraction. Okay. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Um, so I'm curious, you know, sometimes you see people where all they want to wear is black or like a lot of tan or, you know, and I'm always like, why not color? Is there something with with that, that people are doing with maybe the lack of color or a lot of times too, it's, it's, you know, dictated by what the designers are coming out with and you'll, at various times you'll go into stores and like everything you see is black or gray or, Mm. you know, it's, it it can be depressing, especially. (laughs) So in my work, the four elements, the only one that really is supposed to wear black, especially close to their face is the earth element. Oh, yeah. And so like, I don't wear any black. Oh, wow. Wear black. Um, so, and it took me a while to get that out of my wardrobe and for various um, different things that I've had to do in other jobs. And I had to incorporate some black back in and it was like, oh, feels so off to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the fashion industry is, you know, oh, and everybody's saying, oh, everybody looks good in black. It's slimming. It's, you know, but it's a very dense, heavy color. Mm-hmm. And and it can, you know, if you're, for instance, my element, I'm, my primary is fire and my secondary is air. So they're both um, upward energy. 
Um, so the two fire, air are upward energy, water and earth are more downward energy. Okay. And we talk a lot about energy when we're doing our sacred styling assessment. And I, there's about 20 different indicators that I'm looking for when I'm typing someone. So it's not just holding up the fabrics. I often okay. you know, feeling, you know, the texture of your skin. I'm looking at the angles of your body and watching the way you walk and looking at the, um, you know, your voice, the qualities of your voice, mm-hmm. um, everything, the way you move your arms. Wow. Um, so it, it goes more, much deeper than just like matching skin tones or hair color. Um, right. But uh, what was my whole point getting back? You had asked a question and now I think I went off on a tangent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just going with you. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> there are, you know, like I said, a, a lot of things that I'm looking at that, um, oh, we were talking oh, yeah. about. The, like we, wearing all black and you were kind of talking about how style, oh, you know, yes, we say, yes. oh, black is in right now. So everyone's wearing black, but you're kind of. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so it, it's a very dense and heavy color and it draws your energy down. So someone who's got both air and my uh, fire and my secondary air upward energies, it really feels just like it kind of, it, it takes my energy and pushes it down and it doesn't feel like it's congruent. Mm -hmm. So it's a little hard to, um, to explain without. So when people come to one of my where, who you are play shops and they can see it for other people they 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 start getting it when like if if you do it with a group of friends and you see it's pretty evident you know when you're watching your friends you know <laughs> the yeah. what colors light them up and so it's it's usually you know my best you know reference or my best advertising are my clients who start dressing in their element and they become this walking billboard for what I'm doing because people will start, you know, connecting with them more. They're just like, you know, there's something different about you. I can't, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's because the goal is, you know, you don't necessarily want people to always notice what you're wearing. You want them to notice you Mm -hmm. so that you are the masterpiece and what you wear is merely the framework that supports your beauty. Oh, I love that. Beautifully yeah. stated. Oh, thanks. So mm-hmm. let's say someone's listening to the show and they're like, oh, hiding. Am I hiding? What would you say to them if they are kind of having this aha, like, oh gosh, I've been hiding myself. Yeah. And, and so many of us do. And, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you feel like you don't fit in. So you just kind of like, you know, show up, but not really engage. Um, or even, even just going out and running errands. I always say, and it's not about being completely put together every time you leave the house, but, you know, just wearing clothes that make you feel good. Even if it's just your yoga pants and a sweatshirt, what makes you feel just happy and and like you want to engage 
as opposed to throwing something on and feeling like you, you don't want to run into anybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this morning when I took the boys to school in my pajamas. <laughs> I don't have to get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. And there are times for that. I'm not saying there is. Yeah. Yeah. But generally speaking, I mean, can't you relate like when you actually take a few extra minutes to really make yourself feel good? And this doesn't mean you have to put on makeup and the whole nine yards, but, mm-hmm. but just even wearing something that just makes you, oh, that yummy little cashmere. I have this cashmere hoodie that I, and actually right now I'm wearing these cashmere. Um, they're kind of like sweatpants, but they're, you know, they're really cozy and they, but they're mm-hmm. cute. You know, and then I have this little cashmere hoodie and it makes me feel really good. So even though I'm being completely casual, I feel good and I feel I go out and I engage with people. I'm not afraid to, you know, show up and shine, I like to say. Oh, I like that. Show up and shine. (laughs) And, you know, think about you're not doing it as much for yourself as you are for the people you come into contact with. Mm. Because if you're shining, people feel that and they, you know, they reflect that back to you. And, you know, you might, you know, spark up some conversation or you smile at someone and it lights up their day and it shifts, it shifts the vibration and it it starts changing the world one person at a time when you're Mm -hmm. really showing up in your true essence and feeling good about yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, a lot of that is a choice too, you know, because we can kind of choose to feel bad and keep cycling ourselves through that vicious cycle um, or kind of shift out of that. And this is a beautiful tool to help us, you know, radiate our true essence, like you're saying. Well, you know, Rachel, I believe it starts with, you know, the first moment you get up in the morning, like I said, and and start speaking to yourself in a loving way. Mm. And, you know, even if you maybe have put on a couple extra pounds or, you know, you're starting to see some lines in the mirror that you're not liking, instead of, instead of, you know, focusing on the negative, you know, look at it like, oh, wow, you know, I'm so happy that I get to experience this next chapter in my life and, and treat myself with love and grace and compassion and, you know, I just, um, Saturday, I was at this celebration of life for one of my dear friends from high school who, mm-hmm. who had brain cancer and lost her battle. And, and it was really a lovely, lovely celebration. And, and um, we really tried to incorporate Lori's spirit through everything um, that day. And there was a group of like, I don't know, 12 of us high school <laughs> friends and, and, um, and we started talking about her and, you know, she just always radiated that, you know, ex, you know, pure love and self-acceptance mm. and not just for herself though, but for, for everyone. She never spoke a harsh word about anyone. I never heard her once utter a harsh word about anyone. She was just accepting. And, you know, if someone had a different opinion than her, she was, yeah, you know, she would just listen and and really connect with the person and without any kind of judgment. And that's what I really think, you know, 
we really need is, is not to be judging ourselves, not to be judging others, just looking at each other with these eyes of compassion and love and try and, you know, accept everyone for who they are and at what stage they're at and, and try and be positive about, you know, where you are in your journey and mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, whether you feel like you're exactly where you want to be physically or not, you know, be just graceful and compassionate with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important messaging. Oh my gosh. There's so much I would love to, <laughs> to elaborate, but um, so you've spoken to a lot about the, you know, the impact of this work and um embracing ourselves and telling ourselves loving things. Anything else you want to speak to the impact of what, what this is for people? Well, it's really, it gives you permission to just be your unique self instead of trying to look like, you know, the girl next door, the magazine model or the actress or the anchor or what, you know, you just find your own unique expression. So um, some of the, some of the benefits of, of dressing in your element is it's, it's a lot less expensive when you are only buying things that, you know, that are completely, you know, you, once you work with me, you get, you know, a, a fabric fan of your colors and you, you start feeling um, the energy of different clothes. So you're only hopefully bringing things in that are in your element and it starts to, everything in your closet starts to get along. Mm-hmm. I like to call it a party in the closet. Everybody. <laughs> we're all happy we're all in harmony and who gets to come out and play today Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so it makes the choices a lot easier when you're you know looking at your closet in the morning saying well what am I going to wear you know it's like oh I've got this I've got this you know you, you can have you don't have to ever wear the same outfit the same way if you don't want to because you've got the accessories to change it up but you know and that's the goal is that Whatever you're wearing, you're the first thing, you know, that people are seeing. They're connecting with you. Oh, I love that. And it is a lot about the energy of it all, of ourselves and the clothing, you know. I mean, people kind of feel that and, and then they're like, oh, you know. Yes. And I, you know, I really coach people to, you know, I have take people through, um, a process where they create their own style recipe. So there's certain words, adjectives that you're looking for when you're um, shopping or, you know, looking to add more things to your wardrobe. And I also help um, coach you through um, what I call the closet intervention. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, letting go of the pieces that are not really meant for you. And I I like to think of... um, well, Rudolph should be airing here pretty soon, Rudolph, the red-nosed man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, you know, the Island of Misfit Toys, I always felt so sad for those toys that yeah. are unwanted. So I like to think of the things that are sitting in your closet not getting to come out and play because they're not really meant for you, releasing them mm-hmm. to, you know, to the universe so that they can find their proper home and 
that will allow energetically what's meant to be yours to come into your closet. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the goal is that everything in your closet is, feels like an expression of you so that you're not wearing somebody else's clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Oh my gosh, Joyce. I love this. I love the work you're doing. If any of our listeners want to connect with you to learn more about what you're up to and how you could help them, how would they do that? Well, they can reach me um, through email at joyce at trueyouconsulting.com or through my website, which is trueyouconsulting.com. And um, like I said, I, I do work individually with people. Some people really, you know, are, are at a very sensitive place where they don't want to do it in a group, but, mm-hmm. uh, but oftentimes a group play shop, I call them where who you are is, uh, is a great way to go for a group of men and women. You know, I've had families do it many times. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. And it kind of gives everybody the permission, like, okay, What's this about? Well, she's doing it, so uh, you know maybe I'll I'll check in too. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh gosh, I love that. Any yeah. final tip you want to share with the listeners about about your work and this um, this beautiful concept, sacred styling for the true you? Yes. So one thing is, you know, when you're getting dressed in the morning and you look in the mirror at yourself. Just see where your eye goes. Is your eye getting distracted by something? The hair color, your lipstick, you know, the blouse, you know, is there something that's off? Or are you just like looking at your whole reflection? Because if there's, you know, when you start training your eye, you will notice when there's something off. It could be the earrings. It could be something very simple. But those distractions can actually create a block for people connecting with us. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's been yeah. awesome to connect with you here and have you share this awesome work that you do. Oh, I so appreciate you asking me to be on, Rachel. I, I love what you're doing and i Excited to learn more. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, if you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button so you get all of the latest episodes. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You on Amazon. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.